What's up, everybody? It is Sunday, October 9th at around 12.30 Eastern Time. I'm looking out the window, and I'm seeing trees of a variety of different color. It is changing outside. Leaves are falling, and people uh, named Abanacanda are rushing for six touchdowns against the Hokies on Saturday. Um, No, we are the Sons of Saturday. Positive vibes over here. Positive vibes. This is Billy Ray Mitchell. I'm here in uh, Portsmouth, Rhode Island. We have Grayson, who is in Los Angeles. Pat, unfortunately, will not be able to join us. He is supporting his brother in Chicago, who is running the Chicago Marathon. So shout out to Brian. Shout out to the Finn family. Um, but let's dive right into this football game. Well, I guess, first of all, Grayson, how, how was your weekend in general? How was everything? Yeah, no, it was good. I've been working a lot this weekend, but uh, it was cool. I uh, I went and did some pre-work uh, tailgating, if you will, with some USC Trojans yesterday. Mm-hmm. And that was actually a lot of fun. Shout out to the Trojans. They got a big win against Wazoo last night in the LA Coliseum. And uh, it's been good. Um, while that was fun, even though Virginia Tech lost, uh, it was it was still a pretty solid Saturday, man. I had a good time. Yeah, it's been a big sports weekend for me. Uh started off on Friday with the Mets getting crushed by the Padres, and I woke up on Saturday feeling really, really vulnerable. Um, I was feeling really vulnerable on Saturday. I was thinking, you know what? Tech is already in a position where they're most likely going to lose. The Mets are a game away from losing everything and the season being over. So the Mets were able to hold it down, um, but let's – Let's talk about the football game. First and foremost, we are brought to you by Main Street Pharmacy, your one-stop shop for everything that you need in your home, whether it be to take care of your body, to take care of your skin, take care of uh, anything you need in the house, or if you need prescription medication, head on down to Main Street Pharmacy. You are more than a number. You are a neighbor. I went ahead and did the hokey haiku today. Um, I think I did it well. So it goes... Abanacanda, that's five syllables for a name. Abanacanda, both painful and impressive. It was painful and it was impressive. <laughs> uh, offense kept us close. I think that just about sums it up. Virginia Tech went to Acrisure Stadium, fought hard for most of the football game. Uh, Pittsburgh ended up winning the game 45 to 29. But, Grayson, go ahead and uh, set the table for us and give us a little bit of a recap here. Yeah, I won't I won't bore everyone with the box score here because we know who scored all of Pittsburgh's points. Uh, but I just wanted to read off some numbers real quick uh, from each team that I think are worth noting. Total yards. Virginia Tech had 403 yards yesterday. That's a lot of yards. Uh, Pittsburgh did have 496, ran all over the field. Virginia Tech did have two turnovers. Pittsburgh had one. Uh, shout out to Keonta Jenkins for that awesome interception. Time of possession was pretty evenly matched as well. Virginia Tech, 27 minutes and 29 seconds, while Pittsburgh had 32 minutes and 31 seconds. Uh, first downs, Virginia Tech had 21 yesterday, which I think is the most we've had all season, and then Pittsburgh had 24. So if you look at all of those numbers, Pittsburgh did just a little bit better than us in every category. Um I think it's, you know, while there were signs of improvement, our offense looked more capable than it has all season long. And, I I mean, we're always going to remember this game because of what Izzy Abanacanda did uh, in this game. Six rushing touchdowns, 320 yards on the ground. The man scored close to next to all of their points. Um, I think if Hokies, if you want to think about the last time a running back cut us up like this, Billy Ray, you were you were on the sideline for this game. October of 2014, Duke Johnson, Miami, 249 yards. I tweeted about this during the game. It was the first thing that popped into my head. Yep. Duke Johnson. I'll never ever forget watching that game. I'm like, oh my gosh, he owns us. It was right. freezing. It was a freezing it was, day. It was yep. a Thursday night. And that guy was unbelievable. I think he had 80 yards receiving. I think he finished with three touchdowns. He had two on the ground and one in the air. I mean, um, that was that was bad. That was yeah. Bad. That was the, the – I, I think about the last time a running back cut us up the way that Izzy Banacanda did yesterday. And it was, it was Johnson in 2014. But signs of improvement, lost the game. 
that's 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 your recap. Yeah, uh, talking a little bit about the lines. Pittsburgh covers fourteen and a half, even though they did it late. Uh, they this game crushed the over under of forty two. Pittsburgh went ahead and said, "Hey, I'll hit the over by myself." They went ahead and did that. As far as Grant Watson's numbers were concerned, Daquan Wright did go over on four and a half catches. Not sure if if, uh, if the staff listened to the pod, but they were feeding <laughs> Daquan Wright the ball. Um, Hokies went over on total yards, 403 total yards of offense. I believe Grant sent us in like 289, and we both said under. Yep. And then uh, first half points over again, 16 points in the first half. So there's where we were on the lines and all of the action. Uh, but are you looking for some action? I got some action for you. NBA fans, the wait is finally over. Basketball is back. So tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with the DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today. With our buyouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Look, for me, as far as I'm concerned, this is over-under season. So go ahead, check out the over-unders for some of these teams. Boston Celtics might be a little high considering that they have a new coach. The Brooklyn Nets might be a little high considering who the hell knows what goes on in that locker room. (laughs) Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, I have no idea what's going on over there. And Philadelphia 76ers quietly doing everything right this offseason. Adding P.J. Tucker, a tough guy who's going to hold a team that hasn't been too tough accountable going into this season. So all you got to do... Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code SOS and make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code SOS. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Shades of the hung up podcast there talking NBA, Billy, right? That's right. That's right. I had a little practice. I had a little practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's my first things first. Um, this team is not quitting. I just want to address that full-blown, full stop. This has to be addressed. This football team is not quitting. I want to nip that in the bud. Um, Virginia Tech was down 31-16 to with a minute and 34 seconds left in the third quarter. Battled back to make it 13-29, uh, 31-29 and give us a chance. I am always going to take issue with people saying that the team quit, so-and-so quit. If I see it, if I believe that's the case, I will call it out. But saying a team quit is bring into call the character, the personality, the grit, the everything of a human being. Um, and uh, I'm always going to call that out. It, it, it is not always – if a team blocks a play well and they end up scoring, it does not mean the defense quit. If a team loses a football game, it does not mean the team quit. That's kind of a cop-out, very non-analytical way of uh, shouting into the void. Um, so I just wanted to address that. I also wanted to say losing sucks. <clears throat> I hate it. I hate losing. I know if you're listening, you don't like losing. If you do like losing, you are a loser. And nobody likes losers. But with that said, I think everybody stepped into the stadium, sat down on their couch, did the lawn and listened to uh, Roth on the radio. Whatever you were doing, however you were taking in the game, you fully anticipated to get boat raced for four quarters of football against Pittsburgh. And that's not what happened. That is not what happened yesterday, even though if you look at the score – Not many expected to be in a spot where we would be in a two-point game in the fourth quarter against Pittsburgh on the road. I have been saying this all season. I I said this before the season started. What I want to see out of this football team is I want to see a football team that I can root for who plays hard. I believe the football team played hard, and one of my biggest complaints over the last two weeks was wanting to see improvements specifically on the offensive end, specifically with Grant Wells. Specifically, seeing players getting better week to week. I can say definitively 
that we played a better football game offensively and a bunch of different areas this week than we did last week. Um, so, you know, we're going to talk about the game. I just wanted to get that out there. So I don't want that to get lost in this entire story. I was very pleasantly surprised uh, with a lot of different aspects of this game. But in the same standpoint, there are things that need to be fixed. Um, that's that for first things first. Please check out First in Maine. Our friends over at First in Maine uh, had the show over at McLean's. You can go over to Gucci L Rides. You can go over to McLean's and watch a movie. There's a million things you can do over there. Avoid the traffic. Avoid the mess. Our friends over at First in Maine have you covered. Let's talk about the game. Grayson, let's start with the good. And with the good, I want to start with Grant Wells. Grant Wells takes a lot of flack. Grant Wells has deserved a lot of flack over uh, after some of his performances. But I went into this game, like I said, looking for improvement and creativity. Grant Wells took a huge step forward, in my opinion, in this game. He was 25 for 47, 277 yards. He made smart decisions all night. The one turnover that he did had, have was due, to a, was due to poor clock management plus a uh, face mask call um, got backed up where it should have been a field goal. And we end up throwing a hail mary. It's intercepted. So you know, I thought this was Grant Wells's best game that he's played thus far. He made some plays with his feet, uh, and that's not including a ton of drops that we had. We had a dropped touchdown. I know Blumrick had a drop. Jaden Blue had another drop outside of the touchdown. Like I think he's doing about as well as you can ask him to with what he's being given. Um, so I, I do want to tip my cap to Grant Wells. Yeah, I, I definitely think that this was his most complete game through through week six. Uh, obviously, you know, we ended up coming up short. We lost the football game. But this was the first time all season long where I was watching Wells and thought, like, damn, he's actually taking his time. Uh, he's not throwing darts at the first thing that that comes across the field. I think uh, a textbook example of this, if you watch the uh, Dwayne Lofton touchdown, there's literally a moment. First off, great pass protection on that on that play. You watch Wells. He looks right. He looks to the center of the field. Then he looks left. He sees Lofton. Quick release. The ball's a little bit underthrown, but he waited. He actually made his reads, saw Lofton. He was like, there he is. Got him and he let it fly, and he got him in the corner of the end zone. Um, We've seen him go to his first read a lot this season, and his first read oftentimes hasn't been either A, the guy who's the most open, or B, the guy who's in the best position to make a big chunk play, whatever it is. Um, So shout out to, to Grant Wells. And it was interesting because, like, a lot of people on the timeline are usually at his neck, but I didn't really see that a lot yesterday. On, on Twitter, people weren't really coming for him. Yeah, I, on the on the list of things that lost the football game, Grant Wells is not in the top ten or top. Right. Um, right. He's, yeah, he's yeah. one of the biggest reasons we were in the game. Um, some other positives from the offensive side: Daquan Wright, feed this guy the football. He had five catches for forty-seven yards. He's going to be a production machine. Uh, he has good hands, good run after catch ability, and I believe. You know, we got to find a way to get him the ball earlier in the football game. His first catch came in with a minute and a half left in the third quarter, and he finished the football game with five catches. Um, so I, I am all in on the Daquan Wright train. Find a way to get him the ball. Good possession receiver. Seems like an automatic 10 yards anytime you get him the ball. Uh, explosive plays, which have been just not in the passing game this year. We've seen most of our explosive game, uh, explosive plays coming from Keyshawn King in the run game, but we had Caleb Smith with a 37-yard reception. He balled out yesterday. 152 yep. yards, nine catches. I know he's battling through injury. So big uh, big tip of the cap to Caleb Smith. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, Daywan Lofton had the huge 43-yard touchdown. I can't remember the last time. Um, I can't remember the last time we had an explosive play like that it just feels like it's been so 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 long I know we've had one since this but the only ones that I can remember were like Georgia Tech Trey had a big one last year and then honestly all the way back to North Carolina uh the touchdown or the play down to the two yard line against North Carolina in 2021 but 
Man, Avion against uh, UVA last year. I think of that probably Avion last year. It just seems time. like such a long time since we've had an explosive touchdown through the <laughs> through the air. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, was definitely uh, definitely impressed by that. Um, I will say Keyshawn King's 19-yard touchdown run in the second quarter that was very well blocked. Uh, he shows again and again why he should be the number one running back out there. Malachi Thomas was back, scored mm-hmm. a touchdown. Uh, welcome back. It's someone tweeted this. It might have been Mike McDaniel. I think it was Mike McDaniel, but he tweeted it's like the offense just looks better when Malachi Thomas is is out there mm-hmm. on the field. And mm-hmm. and I, I could not agree more. Uh, to to one last point to to the Daquan Wright train. If Hokies remember, when I watch him play football, he reminds me of a young Sam Wheeler. That is a throwback for the ages, but a tight end who played for the Hokies uh, back uh, back from like 2005 to 2008, but a young Sam Wheeler. He was a hell of a football player. Uh, I get I get Sam Wheeler vibes from Daquan Wright. So, so feed him more. Uh, I think he's going to be an instrumental <laughs> playmaker in this offense uh, for years to come. Very excited about him. Um, shifting over to some of the question mark stuff. Where is Christian Moss? I think that I think that's my biggest my biggest question. Um, really missed Christian Moss yesterday. Um, and I and I say that because Jaden Blue is really really struggling lately. Uh, right. Dropped in the end zone, uh, a drop on punt. For for this offense to have a chance, we need guys like him to step up, and we're going to need young guys to step up as well. Um, especially if we're going to get to the point where Grant Wells is not making poor decisions and turning the ball over. He needs to make a decision. Uh, he's doing a good job throwing the ball away, but he can't do that on every single play. So we need to find a way to get uh, to get him and some of the young guys involved. Um, so who is going to be that receiver to step it up that isn't named Caleb Smith? I'm begging you. And then the offensive play, offensive line play. I mean, it. W- I'm going to say it was better yesterday than it has been, but it is still bad. Um, I, I think that's the best way to put it. And if you're with your kids. Cover their ears. Um, I'm going to pull a a Seth Greenberg quote out here. Um, our running backs, when they say on the little ESPN ticker, what are you studying? Oh, economics, communications, business, finance. No, it should say the running backs are majoring in turning chicken shit into chicken, sha- chicken salad because they are literally given the ball and it's just like, oh, here are two defensive tackles. You got to make both of them miss in order to get to the second level. And they do it. Somehow, they seem to do it more times than not. So when I see some of these guys' stat lines, like what you normally wouldn't be impressed with on like 45 yards for the game, 65 yards for the game, take into account they're trying to make two polar bears in the backfield miss and then focus on following your blocks and then focus on trying to get to where you need to get to. So, um, yeah, shout out to our running backs. The offensive line play just has to get better. It, it, it must, must improve. I, I, I think collectively, offensively, while I believe that yesterday was probably our most complete offensive game of the season, I mean, we scored the most points we, we have. Uh, you can see how this team is, is still hindered by a continual lack of discipline. Uh, the continued penalties on the offensive line, the dropped passes, the turnovers on offense, and the other miscellaneous mistakes, those are all fixable, even with the talent disparity currently that is in the Virginia Tech locker room. And that's on coaching. Pat said it a couple weeks ago. It's on coaching. Uh, moral victories, I think we all agree, all Hokies agree on this, are not something anyone wants any part of. Uh, I acknowledge the improvement that we saw yesterday, but we still have to do exponentially better in so many ways. Uh, discipline is 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 number one right now, and it's just week in and week out we're just seeing the same penalties, the same the same issues. Uh, so it kind of makes you wonder. It's like, what are we working on? Like, how do, how do we fix this? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's concerning. I I understand the talent disparity right now. The cupboard was left empty, fine, but it has to improve. It has to get better. Yeah, and we're going to talk about some of the so, some of those notes uh, when we get to the coaching level. Uh, uh, just on the positive end of things, on the defense. Um, <laughs> on the positive end of things on the defense, look, 
The defense forced six three and outs yesterday. They had a fumble recovery. They forced 11 tackles for losses, which is a lot. 11. Uh, what I think is the defense simply ran out of gas. That's what, ha- that's what happened. Now, did I see glimpses of things that I like to see? And that's what you hope for is glimpses, not something like UNC where it's just bad from the first quarter to the fourth quarter. The first drive when the defense came out and they just blew up Pittsburgh and forced a three and out and then you know stood tall a couple of times, I was all about that. I loved that. Um, we had a couple of moments where we absolutely needed a stop to stay in the football game. They generated a stop, made some plays. Um, so I do want to acknowledge that in terms of what needs to be fixed. Our pass rush is deplorable, like, like zero impact on the game, zero pressure, zero anything. Um, I I say zero, we had one sack at the end of the football game, but I mean, the quarterback can sit back there all day long and pick apart the defense. Um, another one, our corners. Uh, specifically, Breon Murray, you got to give him some sort of help. Uh, it seems like two or four, two to four ish times a game, there is a receiver for the opposing team or a running back that runs a wheel route or a comeback or a, a, or a, a button hook and is just sitting in the hole of the zone wide open. There's nobody there for five or eight yards. They dump them the ball and then they run for five or 10 yards. It's, it's every game. This happens every single game. Um, that has to get cleaned up. And then uh, the tackling. Tackling was not great. And I'll, I'll, this is kind of a statistic that um, <clears throat> has been brought up on this podcast before. It is not a good sign when your secondary is leading the team in tackles. And we saw that again this week. Jamari Connor was the leading tackler with seven. He was tied with Nasir Peoples, who was tied with Dax Hallfield. What does that mean? What does that mean when the, the, we have safeties and, and corners and, and secondary guys making tackles? That means that the running back got past the first level, and it means that they got past the second level. You do not want your safety, your last line of defense, needing to make tackles consistently. And that is the position that we were in. Um to add, since I'm a positive guy, to add one more thing. Nasir Peoples is probably the most underappreciated player on this team. Nasir Peoples is reliable. He's a good tackler. Nobody ever talks about Nasir Peoples. Nobody ever talked about Stephen Peoples. If your last name is Peoples, come play football at Virginia Tech. We need more guys <laughs> like that. Seriously. Um, yeah. One of the most underrated players on the team. I can't say enough positive things, but the, uh, you can't have your safety leading the team in tackles. It's a recipe right. for disaster. Go ahead, Grayson. Collectively, collectively, our defense is slow. It's just very, very slow. The pass rush is slow. Getting to the football is slow. We can talk ad nauseum about the missed tackles. That continues to be an issue. Uh, and then yesterday, I mean, we just kind of looked out, out of place. We just looked very confused. Uh, we've said it. I mean, a running back had six touchdowns Mm -hmm. and 320 yards yesterday that cannot happen that cannot happen grayson i'm surprised you haven't said this yet but this is a this is a constant grayson ism the Hokies are making the rest the record books they're just not making the record books on the right side of the record right yeah yeah, yes (laughs) they're they're literally we are giving career days to to players we love to do that uh pittsburgh scored 45 points yesterday just to put this into perspective 45 points a touchdown is worth six of those points. Six times six is 36. You add the extra points on all those touchdowns, you get 42 points. Then they have a field goal. <laughs> it's like six times. That's all of their points. One running back essentially dismantled an entire defense yesterday. Fun fact, um, actually, that's the second time a single player beat us by their production. The kicker for West Virginia outkicked us oh, against good. West Virginia. Good. And Israel Abanaconda. Um, outscored our offense single-handedly as well. Second time this season. Yeah. Um, to the Breon Murray point, people were at his neck on the TL all day yesterday. Uh, I someone responded to my tweet. I, I tweeted, "Give me DJ Harvey" because I was I was so ready to see him in there and, and get some reps because I know he he came in for Breon last week. Uh, someone said he wasn't in Pittsburgh yesterday, like at all. Like didn't travel with the team. Not sure what's going on there. Is he injured? Is he sick? Is he not with the team? Don't know what's going on there. Uh, hadn't heard anything. Um, again, I don't want to come on here and single anyone out. That's that's not 
cool. Uh, you know, if you wouldn't say it to their face, don't say it at all. But something's going on with Breon, man. I don't know if it's the number change or what it is, but he just he's not himself in 2022. And it's it's hurting us. Uh these young guys got a you know next man up mentality, but good lord. You're right, Bill. Second line of defense, too. It's gotta change. We gotta fix it. Yeah, and and you know what? If it's if it's a situation where Breon has to play, you got to find a way to get him some help. Right. We can't just keep leaving him out there to dry over and over and over and over again. So, and to that point, if you're a second, if your secondary is struggling and you're getting no pass rush, there's not really an answer for that. Your secondary right. is struggling, you're getting no pass rush, and you can't stop the run. I mean, teams are going to score until they get tired of scoring. <laughs> right. So, that's the situation we're in. Special teams. <sighs> abhorrent in every form of the definition bad 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 special teams performance uh peter moore that's my guy i think peter moore is one of the best punters in the country he had a tough go the other day uh the blocked punt i do want to point out that is uh not on peter moore uh bad snap combined with zero blocking um led to the blocked punt uh, we continue, oh God, Grayson, this is just, <laughs> we continue to be so bad, so bad <clears throat> on punt return. Nothing. We had two total return yards on PBR. No, not Paps Blue Ribbon. Punt block <laughs> return. We had two total yards on PBR and, uh, we had 17, but you can't include, I'm not including the, the punt block touchdown, um, in five attempts. Here's the problem. Everybody's like, why do we keep rotating guys in the back? And why is Jaden Blue fielding punts? Jaden Blue almost fumbled the ball and gave it back to Pittsburgh. He didn't. But it, he's the only guy willing to try to return anything. Our entire pump block team, I don't care if you have a 15-yard cushion. I don't care if you have a 10-yard cushion. and if Or if you don't see anybody and it's just clean mountain air in front of you. I'm almost having a meltdown talking about it. <laughs> are fair catching the ball every single time. Against Old Dominion, we let it bounce. So at least we're fair catching it now. But we need to put somebody back there who can – you have two jobs. Catch the ball and get as many yards as you can. Those are your two jobs. That's all you have to do. Somebody do it. If it's Kakavitas, great. If it's Jaden Blue, awesome. If it's Parker Clements, awesome. Somebody return the ball. Right. We can't just be letting it bounce. We can't just be saying, okay, offense, well, I guess we're on the five now. I guess we're on the 15. I guess yeah. we're starting this drive on the eight. It's got to stop. I think the, the the worst part of that, and and I'll save my my thoughts on this until a, a little bit later, but uh, is every time, you know, the opposing team is punting, I'm like, well, wherever that ball falls, that's where it's going to be. That's at. where we're starting. That's where it's yeah. That's where we're starting. And you think of like you know Beamer Ball and Virginia Tech teams of old. Even in the Fuente years, it's like you knew something was being was going to get set up. You know there was going to be some kind of return. Uh, but this year, I mean, it's just it's all wrong. Good lord, that has got to change. Um. So yeah, we had the missed extra point. We had a really long. I don't remember what the record was. I think we hadn't missed an extra point since like 2016. That record is over. Yeah. Um, who cares about the record, but we need to make extra points. Uh, missed field goal. I think it was like a 35, 38 yard field goal. Um, man, just brutal. Yeah. Moving on to coaching. We're talking about every aspect here. Um, let's start with the good. I really liked the game plan we came out with on defense, uh, on defense, on offense and on defense. Uh, again, defense stood tall in a couple of situations before running out of gas. Um, offense came out, looked like a completely new unit aside from the fact that we continue to struggle with uh, moving the football. Uh, but my issue is the same one that I've had for the last six weeks. And I assume it's the same issue that you have, Grayson, that Pat would have, that every Hokie fan would have that's watching the game. Our discipline level sucks. Our discipline level as a football team is piss poor. Uh, eight penalties for 74 yards. I know uh, they pointed it out in the broadcast. Coach Prize writing it down in red pen. Dudes are running for it now. Good. It's got to stop. It is, it, is, it, is, it is literally costing us points. You get in field goal range right before, I believe, the end of the, end of the first half, face mask, get pushed out of field goal range. 
Uh, you have the two pre-snap penalties we were talking about against West Virginia. We were outscored by the kicker. Well, in the West Virginia game, we also had two pre-snap penalties back-to-back in one play. We did that again against Pittsburgh this week. That is hard to do. It is hard to get a penalty pre-snap, get penalized. While the official is talking about you being penalized, you get to call your play, do everything else, and then you get the play clock, and you get penalized again. That happened again this week. Um, And then a little bit of weird clock management stuff. At the end of the first half, following the face mask call, uh, the clock goes all the way from 32 seconds down to two. I know we were pushed out of field goal range. I would have loved to see us use a timeout and give us a chance to try to go to the sideline and kick a field goal. Uh, and then again, towards the end of the game, it's a two score game. So I think it's a 16 point game. We're not taking timeouts when Pittsburgh's running the ball, not really trying to score. Um, but this team must find a way to be more disciplined. It is so, so bad. Um, and that is real. It's really holding our team back. It, it's, it's hard to, that's why I want to make sure that we make it clear, like there have been improvements on this team in terms of scheme, in terms of players getting better and in terms of, of on the field stuff. But the biggest thing is discipline and you are going to lose. We are going to lose a game in direct for a direct reason to penalties. We've already done it against old dominion. We're putting ourselves in a position to do it again. Um, so I has to get fixed. Yeah, I mean, when you shoot yourself in the foot continually, it's it's hard to win football games. I talked about this a little bit earlier. I mean, the my issue here is that the problems that we're complaining about are the problems that just won't go away through week six. It's the ball security, offensive line discipline. That's number one. Tackling, whatever it is. Uh, they just continue to be problems for us and are hindering us from having a chance of I mean, really, if, if if you take discipline into account, I think we could have won the football game yesterday. Yes, if our, it was even, a winnable if our, football game. It was a winnable football game. I, and none of us thought that was going to be the case. No. For the record, look no. at Grant Watson's, you know, over-unders. We were wrong about all three of them. Like, mm-hmm. we, had a, we had a shot. Uh, that's neither here nor there now, but – I understand there's a talent disparity currently, but I, I refuse to believe that this is the best that this football team can be. One last thing, though, and this is another one. Coach, red zone play calling. Like, it has to improve. Like, when we're – there's the one drive where we're on the three-yard line and we can't get in the end zone. Why not? Like Pittsburgh's defense is not that good. You go to J- we're we're running and we have a steady rhythm and not to single him out, but play calling. We, we bring in Jalen Holston and switch up this rhythm that has been working, and we can't score a touchdown. Make that make sense? With all due respect, like I I don't I watch that and I'm like, why, how, what? Make it make sense. Um, that that is uh. A small piece and a very larger puzzle, but red zone play calling has to improve. The one thing that I would point out in 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 regards to red zone play calling is we're in a little bit of an odd position where when the field gets shrunk down like that, uh, where you don't have room to run routes, get creative, and have more space, if you don't have an offensive line that can push the defensive line off the line of scrimmage, you're you really don't have a ton of options. Uh, I will say I did not really understand the rotation at running back when we got down to, you know, the three, four, whatever yard line. Uh, Malachi Thomas, what I love about that guy is he always seems to fall forward every single time he touches the football. Um, So, you know, I I also want to point out this, to, to, to be fair, we have a lot of young football players who are learning how to deal with different things, learning how to do things on the fly. And I mean this in like a a forgiving way, not a you know, not a pointing condescending way. way yeah. Exactly, Coach Pry is also learning. That is that is happening. This is Coach Pry's first time being a head coach at the Power Five level, maybe ever. Um, I believe ever, and he's learning these clock situations, all of this in-game handling stuff. You're seeing Marcus Freeman has struggled with some of this stuff. Coaches, when they get this opportunity, they struggle a little bit. So as much as we have 
guys like DJ Harvey learning or guys like, um, you know, Mansoor D lane who are going to have to learn. And some of these other young guys, so is coach Pry, And he's going through that a little bit. All you can ask for though, is as you go through time, you see marginal improvements. I saw that from the offense. I did not see that from the discipline standard and I did not see that on special teams. So those are, uh, those are my final notes on the game. Uh, we're going to move on to out to lunch. Out to lunch. Look, health, it's important. You saw me. If you're on YouTube, you saw me drinking my fruit smoothie. Reason being, I can't march down to Roots. But if you live in Richmond, if you live in Chapel Hill, if you live in Blacksburg, you have the option to walk on down to Roots Natural Kitchen and get yourself some healthy food take care of your body love your body fuel your body with the correct stuff you wouldn't go up to your car and put lard in it would you nope you're gonna put real gasoline in it because that's what it requires to run effectively you're gonna get it oil changes you're gonna take care of it why wouldn't you do the same for your body head on down to roots natural kitchen and use code this week beat miami for 20 percent off of your order on the online app Grayson, give me your out to lunch, please. Out to lunch, uh, special teams. I mean, that the most out to lunch I've seen them in a long time. Uh, the muff punts, the inability to set up a return of any kind continue to be an issue and have been through game six. But Will Ross and Peter Moore, the guys who have been killing it this season – it's like they didn't get off the bus yesterday. I, l- I love you guys, and you both had a phenomenal 2022, but what happened yesterday? Uh, you know, miss, miss PATs, block punts, bad punts. I mean, again, not to single them out, but that was a cohesive, all-inclusive failure by Coach Stu Holt's special teams unit. It was bad. Uh, and, and we've got to we got to make sure that that doesn't happen again. And we have to improve drastically in, in this margin uh, out to lunch. I mean, they just they just weren't there yesterday. Yeah. So I didn't have an out to lunch written down, um, but I, I will submit one. Um, sometimes the only thing that makes you feel better is talking about other people. And is that right? Probably not. Am I going to do it? Yeah, I am. Um The University of Virginia had their homecoming game yesterday. It was a beautiful day in Charlottesville. Noon kickoff, you know, 65 degrees, just a a beautiful setting. Uh, I'm looking online here. 38,000 people showed up. That's a, they're gassing it. They're gassing it for sure. Uh, Stadium was 62% full. They had jumped out to a 10-0 lead against Louisville, who is begging to fire their head coach in Scott Satterfield. And uh, ended up losing 34 to 17. Their fan base just does not show up. I'm hoping, here's to hoping that we never, ever, ever are in a position like that. Um, but wow, what a, what a sad, sad showing. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to pick on somebody else for a minute because I'm sick of picking on us. But um, we'll shift it back to Virginia Tech focused. I guess we won't actually, because we're going to do game ball, and I and I and I didn't give the game ball to a hokey. I gave the game ball to Israel Abanakanda. Unreal, dude! Just like an absolutely unbelievable performance. I I I may have never ever seen a single per- performance as impressive as his versus us yesterday. Uh, I I really I have a hard time thinking of any player to have a performance like that on any side of the ball. He broke Tony Dorsett's single-game rushing record. He tied the ACC single touchdown record with six. Unreal breakaway speed. Unreal vision. And this is a guy who didn't even know he was going to play this week because he had a shoulder injury. Then he said, you know what? I am going to play, and I'm going to dominate. And he did. So, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna... <laughs> Yeah, so shout-out to Israel Banacanda. That guy is a beast. Uh, he had a hell of a football game yesterday. No, no doubt about it. He's shifty as he's shifty as hell too. Mm-hmm. Very, very good running back. Um, if we have to give a Hokie a game ball, I I think we got to give it to Grant Wells. Definitely most improved. Twenty five for forty seven, yep. two hundred seventy seven yards and one touchdown. Definitely his most complete whole game as a quarterback uh, in maroon and orange. Um, and 
he continues on that trajectory going forward. And we'll, you know, I, I, I think we can win a couple of games left on the schedule. I, re, I really do. Uh, uh, and I hope that we do. So speaking of giving away game balls, our friends at CMG are giving away free sharkies. So listen up. We are promoting the Cedar Point Apartments. They have studio apartments available. They have two-bedroom apartments available. Just like all CMG properties, they are fully furnished. The only thing you need to show up with is your television. That's the only thing you need to bring. Couches, beds, tables, everything is taken care of. Internet, water, and trash are included in your rent. So what's the deal? If you mention Sons of Saturday and you take a tour of Cedar Point property, you don't have to sign you don't have to do anything. Just go check it out. Just go check it out. If you go and do that, mention Sons of Saturday and tour Cedar Point, you get a $15 Sharkies gift card. So parents of students at Virginia Tech, sick of, you know, baby Becca or, uh, you know, frat boy Bron, frat, frat, frat boy Brian asking you for, uh, asking you for 15 bucks because they want to go to Sharkies, tell them to go view Cedar Point and they're going to get a $15 gift card. If you're a student, look, there are a lot of things that I would do for $15, especially at Sharky's when I was at in Sharky, college. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, head on down, check them out. Uh, this is going to be running from this Monday, the 10th through October 21st. So check them out. $15 gift card for you over at Cedar Point. Man, shifting it back over to our conversation. We are going to wrap it up with letters from the lunch pail. First one comes from Sports Homer. He says, Wells, dot, 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 Is it finally time to try something new? Can't hurt, right? 50.7 QBR isn't cutting it. Uh, no, it absolutely can hurt because I saw Jason Brown play before. I don't believe that we have a guy that's young that's ready to go. And again, I have seen Grant Wells, for as frustrating as some of aspects as his games are, he has gotten better over the course of the season. That is all I can ask. I cannot point to a guy on the roster and say, I want that guy instead. I want that guy. No. I would rather stick with him. I would rather him get better, take into account how his offensive line is performing, how we have not been able to do anything in the run game, how much we're putting on his shoulders, who he is throwing to. Take all of those things into account. I would rather this guy continue to get better and continue to build. You can't just look at the numbers. You need to look at what he is doing play to play. Um, and uh, again, I think he's come a long, long way since Boston College and Old Dominion. Absolutely. Uh, and I also think that a lot of people who are ready to throw the towel in on Grant Wells don't understand that inevitably this this coaching staff is seeing something in practice that that we are all not seeing. Uh, they must be cognizant in some form or another that number six is the best guy uh, to be our quarterback. We've been wrong about this before. You all know how that went, but that situation is an anomaly. Uh, and, and you know, man, like I saw Jason Brown play, and I know what he did at South Carolina. That was at South Carolina in a completely different system, you know, it, and, and Grant Wells is the guy right now, and he's going to continue to develop. Uh, I love, I really did like what I saw yesterday. It, it makes me more confident about the back nine of this season. Uh, so he's going to be the guy unless he gets injured. So get cozy with that. Get cozy with that. Um, Steve Bryce, when does the staff pull the pro pull the plug on seniors and juniors that don't produce slash won't be returning next year to really give sophomores and freshmen the experience they need for 2023 and 2024? Also, does Pry need a new staff member to solely help him help manage the clock for him? Um, first and foremost, I think we're already seeing some of those youngsters get more time as the year trickles along. Um, you can look at guys like Mansoor D. Lane. You can look at Daquan Wright. You can look at the running back room. I think we've shifted way more towards the youngsters than towards the older guys. Um, but as far as seniors go and upperclassmen, the guys that absolutely need to be on the field, Dax Hollifield is number one. Um, Dax, Dax, needs, Dax needs to be on the football field. He's made an incredible strides in improving, and uh, Keller had a really, really rough go at it yesterday. So need to see him on the field. Obviously need to see Shamari Connor on the field. Caleb Smith, uh, Keonta Jenkins, 
Mario Kendricks, I mean, we have no depth at that position, so there's not really anyone that you can plug in there. But I think you're already seeing that. Um, you know, I think you're going to continue to see younger guys' roles expand. But at the same standpoint, it doesn't make sense to me to say a guy like Dax and a guy like Chamari or a guy like Caleb Smith, who are clearly the best players at that position, to just have them not play in order to have a young guy in there. Now, if there's a young guy who's clearly better than someone, great. Get him on the field. Get him experience. Awesome. Uh, and I think we're doing that. So um, those are my thoughts on that. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm with all of that, man, 100%. Uh, last letter from the lunch pail comes from Dr. John Cranham. How long do we have to wait so we are in the top quarter of the ACC again? Is this a one, two, or three-year rebuild? It's on the latter end of the doc. Uh, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in one year. I don't even think it's going to happen in two. It's definitely going to be three or four because you have to think about it. Pry has to get his guys that are going to fit his system. He's got to go out and not only just recruit, but he's got to hit the transfer portal very, very hard in the offseason. Uh, and then just implementing his system uh, and, and really making it his program is going to take time. These these things don't happen in one or two years. Um, so it's it's hard to say, but for us to be competing at the level I think we all want to be competing at, it's it's going to be three or four years before we're we're at that level. Hopefully. I mean, we just don't know. Um, but that's that's the 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 hope, I would say. Any thoughts, Bill? No, my only thought is congratulations to uh to uh, my guy JC sold his 100,000 100,000 copies of the Cornell Effect, which is awesome. If you have not checked it out yet, yep. um, it is an incredible, incredible read. Um, so shout out to their entire family. Shout out to you for your support. Um, but yeah, uh, it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while. So yep. aside from that, a couple of announcements as we bring the show out. As you can see, wearing uh, wearing the rowback today uh go on over to rowback.com and check them out sons vt for a discount off of your first order why did i say that weird your first order oh i like that oh that that was uh that was that was a a short run check out our website which is being remodeled by the way that'll be done that'll be done here very soon Um, very soon a couple of other ones grant mitchell was back with a uh reaction article on what happened uh against pittsburgh Shout out to all of you, 10,000 followers on Twitter. Something we've been chasing for a long time. Really, really, really appreciate it. Um, that's all that I have. Pat and I will be in town for the Miami game. Looking forward to that. Uh, anything else, Grayson? Uh, Sharky shout outs, man. Uh, just shout out to Brian Finn, who's running a marathon today. Yeah, that's, that's, he's probably that's running crazy. right now. He, he probably is. Shout out to the Finn fam. Uh, yeah. That's that's all I got, really. Um, that's a oh, show. oh oh one last thing. So we are doing another uh, T-shirt with Sharkies in that in that spirit of Sharky mm-hmm. shoutouts. Those should be available this weekend to purchase at Sharky's Wing and Rib Joint. Uh, we'll hopefully have pictures on our Instagram for what they're going to look like. They're sick. They're awesome uh, later this week. So love hundred. Yep, love it. Last thing, go Mets. I will either be elated tomorrow or devastated. Please act accordingly if you are my friend. Or if you hate me, there might be a a grave for you to dance on come tomorrow. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, everybody have a great week. We're on to Miami. We are done with Pitt. Let's continue to improve, continue to get better, and continue to change the culture. Have a good week, everybody. Time to wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand. But I saw you dance like you want to in my head. And all that she said is.